Hello and welcome to the Off-Season Day Podcast. Yes, it's the Off-Season Day Podcast. Not to be confused with the Game Day Sports Podcast, Game Day Sports Blog, GameDaySportsBlog.com. I plug them every single episode and they seem to have forgotten them. I exist out here. I've been on three times. It's the best episodes ever. So yeah, anyway, so I'm rebranding. Yes, rebranding myself. Uh, it's going to be the Off-Season Day Podcast. I think... I like to talk more about other things than just sports. I, I, there's a lot of stories about sports out there. I like to do something that's a little unique, kind of give my twist on things. And, and if something is somewhat related to sports or the off season or something, I like to plug it on in there. So I'm going to start saying, hey, it's the off season day podcast. So once again, off season day podcast. And follow me on Twitter, off underscore pod. Once again, it's off underscore pod. Follow my friends, gamedaysportsblog.com. Uh, look them up on uh, iTunes. I think if we just put Game Day Sports, uh, they're kind of right up there. They have like a weird logo. There's a lot of different, it's like a collage, a collage of people. Speaking of, I am changing my logo, so I hope you guys enjoy the new logo. It's pretty, pretty sweet. Anyway, uh, and that just reminds me, I forgot to forgot to do something for this episode. I'll just put it in the next episode, though. That's fine. So for today on the docket, we got news. I have a story about when I was in Cincinnati and sushi, sports sales, Yelp reviews, and the UFC Sash Challenge talk at the very end of it. And that will be on another episode as well. So for news, Brewers are still in first place, but they're only a half game up now. Uh, they went on a really bad losing run, and the Cubs went on a really good winning run, but hopefully they can keep staying in first place. Game Day Sports blog has been saying there's no chance, there's no absolute chance that the Brewers will make it to the playoffs this year. And I just I just want to keep reminding people that. So that, there you go. Game Day Sports podcast, or blog, or whatever, they're saying Brewers will not make the playoffs this year. Uh, the latest study, 110 of 111 NFL brains, brains that were donated have CTE. So if you're unaware, CTE is that thing that the Will Smith movie was about. It was based on uh, doctors discovered the condition. I actually think that it's a, it's kind of like a, kind of like a, like fetal alcohol syndrome where it, where it's a combination of symptoms, combination of conditions. But it, it, for this one, it stems from brain damage in like repeated brain trauma that kind of stuff i should stop you talking this is bro science right now but anyway brains uh need to be dissected to see if they have cte or not otherwise they've been doing they would be doing functional mris for this all the time just to inform the players when they have cte or not so this is a crazy study and i hope it does nothing to football other than improve helmets if it improves helmets that's i'm completely cool with it but please keep hits in football i mean so Another thing, this kind of justifies why we pay football players so much money. That's all I'm saying. Michael Phelps raced a shark, but he also didn't race a shark or something, and people are pissed about it. I really don't care. Chris Bryant of the Cubs had a questionable strike against him, which resulted in a strikeout. So he proceeded to get in the face of the umpire Lance Barkside, intimidating him. I can't read lips, but I'm assuming he was threatening him. It was a very, very unprofessional exchange by Chris Bryant. 
Chris Bryan was super unprofessional about this. He is not a role model for kids. He is not a role model. He was allegedly threatening and intimidating this guy. So what happens? He gets ejected. So that's what you do in baseball when someone can't keep their cool. Uh, he was about to allegedly attack or whatever the, the umpire, and he needed to be ejected. Absolutely. Chris Bryant needed to be ejected. It was an absolute justified ejection. So then Joe Madden gets up, who allegedly by his own <laughs> admission can't hear or see, and he stumbles out of the dugout. He barely makes his way to Lance because he can't hear or see and can't walk very well, and he gets into Lance's face too. Uh, Lance didn't eject Joe Madden. He was showing him a little bit of mercy, but Joe Madden should have been ejected, absolutely. There was anarchy in this game for five minutes, and the Cubs manager was the one that was riling it all up. Very unprofessional in the Cubs. I pity anyone that's a Cubs fan. I pity any kid that's growing up a Cubs fan. There you go. Um, and here's my Cincinnati story with Sushi. It, it's based off a of Sushi Monk out there. And I looked it up, and it is still there. They actually moved to a new location. I guess that they've done so well that they moved to a new location. So, and once again, please lash out, throw shade, tell me, hey, you shouldn't be eating sushi in Ohio anyway, stupid. And I know, I know, I get it, I know. <laughs> so I was in Ohio for business for a whole week. And it sucked. I I would never want to go. I'd never want to go anywhere for business like this ever again, ever again. I, I don't like to go anywhere for business. It sucks. You lose like two days of your own weekend to travel. They think, oh yeah, you can go on a Sunday and then come back on a Saturday, right? It's like no, I really don't want to. I'd rather have those days myself. Or you spend like th then you spend the Saturday packing and all that stuff. And also, when you go, you have to keep your receipts and make sure you don't damage your receipt. Some Sometimes those receipts are like on carbon paper. You have to make sure like you don't hold it too tight and get it hot. Otherwise, it'll smudge everything. Oh, man. And then, of course, most of all, you're, you're away from your family, which really sucks. And I was away from, from my family, and I, and I did not enjoy it at all. So when I was there, I, I went to the, the place for, for the work, and it was like 10-hour days, and then I'd come back to the hotel, and, and basically I just wanted to eat at the hotel restaurant, but the food was kind of subpar, and I felt like I was bothering the chef, because there was like just one chef there, and it was after hours, and he, one time he cooked me up, a, I think it was like a chicken fettuccine thing, they didn't have too much on there, it was like burgers and like pasta, so I made conversations with the chef after after he came out with the food and he's like hey you know what Cincinnati is actually a huge sushi town it's a huge place to get sushi and what you should really do the best sushi that we have here is from sushi monk so I thought to myself I like sushi I love sushi and then I also thought to myself I really trust people I trust people I go around trusting people all day so the next day I went to sushi monk for dinner and I looked them up on Yelp, and they had, I think it was like four and a half stars, four stars, or something like that. The only reason I could see that they were losing stars was because of how fast the food came out. Like, the food came out really slowly, so it didn't come out fast at all. How slow the food came out, I guess I would say. It wasn't based on the quality of the food. People were actually raving about the quality of the food. But this is way different than what, what I what I had. Um, I got a few of their specialty rolls, uh, you know, some mixtures of, like, tuna and crab and all that kind of stuff. You get those, like, little deep-fried flakes on them, or, or, like, supposedly you do. You know, the expensive rolls. Well, it came out, and it was just slathered in mayo. <laughs> slathered in mayo not aioli but mayo anyway even if it is aioli i don't really like it on my sushi i, I don't mind if there's some of that eel sauce you know the sweet eel sauce I, i'd rather not though i'd rather just have a 
plain not sauced sushi roll and if i want to i'll dip it in a little wasabi and and uh soy sauce but no this was like slathered in mayo and then came the aftermath the airplane was filled with some kind of toxic toxic explosion when i was on my way home oh man i could i could see it like just filling up the capsule of the airplane i, I could see it coming out of the oh man yeah yeah it, yeah I tried to clean the seat with the with the toilet paper, but it just okay. That's too much. Sorry, guys. Anyway, uh, so today when I was looking up for information on segments for the show, I noticed that NFL tickets are starting to be sold, and Sonia on Facebook is selling her Cowboys at Cardinals tickets. Oh boy, section four thirty two, row six, seats six and seven. To me, I'm assuming this is only assumptions here. I'm assuming that that is on the fourth like the fourth level those that's a good row row six but you're in the fourth level so i mean you might be able to see the whole game anyway because you're up high so that's kind of nice but those seats sound like they're in the middle once again like jay crawford said who jay crawford i had another tweet exchange with him you're just gonna have to wait till the next episode for that i forgot to fit it in this episode that is what i forgot up top anyway so uh six and seven once jay crawford like jay crawford called me a horse like man I would hate those seats. I would hate to, I would be like kind of trying to scrunch so I don't hit anyone and everything. The biggest thing that she wrote about this is that it's the family section. So it's the non-alcohol section and they must be sold as a pair. It comes with parking passes and it's 300 bucks sold together. Um, This is a hard pass for me. It's a hard pass. I didn't even know why I read the whole thing. That's how hard of a pass this is. So that was that was one of the NFL things I saw that was for sale. Good job. Uh, and then I went to some Cleveland memorabilia. I don't completely know why I went to Cleveland this episode. I just did. Maybe it's because I wanted to talk about my Cincinnati story, but I thought it was Cleveland, and then I got it right when I looked it all up. So, okay, Cleveland memorabilia. You can get a 2007 Ultimate Signatures Brady Quinn rookie card for only... $299.99 or best offer and it's $2.75 shipping or you can get a 2007 this is this is really a quote exquisite Brady Quinn auto RC gold patch number 25 rare SP rookie card $300 free shipping though you get free shipping on that one. Oh, count count me out count me out all right this next one I have to kind of tell you give you a little information Super Bowl 33 was between the Broncos and the Falcons, and it was in Miami. The quarterbacks were John Elway and Chris Chandler. This is important. There is a Super Bowl 33 mini helmet that is signed by Peyton Manning, Warren Moon. Okay, so I actually wouldn't mind having their signatures. Well, I don't know. I I don't really keep... I don't really value signatures anymore. I kind of hit a stage, and then I'm like, I don't really care about having someone's signature like that. But Warren Moon would be kind of cool. So Peyton Manning, Warren Moon. And then the main one here, Tim Couch. All that didn't play in the Super Bowl at all. It's 160 bucks with free shipping. I am happy that they put that price tag on there because they could have put a higher price tag on there. I don't think anyone's going to pay that anyway. But they could have put a higher price tag on there just being like, hey, it's Peyton Manning and Warren Moon. All right. Well... <laughs> I found that funny. Hopefully, I think it. I think it died though. I think that that whole, I think that whole sports memorabilia <laughs> section just just crashed. Just whoo, boom, just crashed. Whatever though. All right. So next is progressive field Yelp reviews, and 
<laughs> Once again, this one isn't even that great. It just uh, okay. I'll wrap it up after after afterwards, and, I, and I'll give you the takeaway of what I think the overall meaning of progressive field is when it's all done. I'll, I'll give my thesis on progressive field in maybe Ohio as a whole kind of thing. Joanna C. from New York, New York, who is obviously on a mission to visit every single stadium. She writes, Oh, Cleveland, I cam here. I, I cam. I think she meant came. I cam here for the baseball stadium and really wasn't anything else to do anyway. Progressive Field didn't have anything that stood out to me. <laughs> they had some tasty ice cream, and we could get better close to the field during batting practice. Didn't provide the name of the place you got the ice cream at, gotcha? A little grammar issues there, too. Uh, other than that, the stadium isn't unique, but it is newer and clean. Wouldn't go back, but glad I got to visit. Wish it had been more of a memorable experience. One more stadium down. Wow, what a review. I really got a lot of information on that review. Didn't all of you guys didn't all of you guys get a very clear picture of what Progressive Field is all about with that review? That was so informative right there. All right. Then Jenna <laughs> the Jenna S from Chicago, Illinois writes a novel and let's see how well I read this. Let's just let's just try to get through it and maybe I'll just delete this. I don't even know. All right. So here it goes. She actually starts with all right. All right. We had a pretty blah experience here. Maybe it would have turned out differently if we had actually seen a game, but the rain delay was so long we had to leave. <laughs> it was the 4th of July. Cleveland has had historically low attendance this year. Turns out the only game that was sold out so far this year was the 4th of July game. Come on! The stadium was packed. The concourse was a giant sweat factory of horror because it was raining, humid, and everyone was slightly wet and sticky. And every person in the place was standing on the concourse in all capital letters. And there's no periods in that at all. Um, the concourse is not built for this kind of crowd. So you could imagine it was a horrible to try to walk anywhere. Apparently, the Indians offer some kind of Bud Light special where 12 ounce cans are $2. That is amazing considering that this is a ballpark and the beer is usually $109 a glass. <laughs> actually, that's actually an amazing price for even at the grocery store. I, I mean, those, those cans I think go for like 2 bucks at the grocery store. So, yeah, well, 12 ounce can, I guess. No, I'll take that back. The 24 ounce cans go for like two bucks at the grocery store. So, I mean, it's a good deal anyway. Of course, the lines to get this cheap ass beer were super long. We started waiting in one, limit two per purchase, but that was fine. We wait 25 minutes. When we can see the light, we're nearing the table to order. When we were six people between us and the cheap beer, some park worker walks up and announces that. All the beer is now $4 a can. Now I know you're going to say, well, Jenna, $4 is still cheap, so why are you complaining? Because it's the principle in all caps. Okay, what is the principle? Jenna, what is the principle of this? I mean, I, $4 a can is still very cheap for beer at the stadium. Absolutely. It's they probably had some limit on how many beers are two dollars and then they hit that limit and then they were like okay well we'll just we'll just double it that's fine because four dollars is still cheaper than eight like it's like eight bucks at any other stadium i, I don't get it 
Why did we have to wait all the time for some dude to obligatory announce that the price has changed? There was no signage indicating a stop time for this promotion, so why would the price change suddenly while people were in line? There's many reasons. There are so many reasons. It's a promotion. When when they do these promotions and stuff, they, they change their margins. Sometimes they even lose money. Of course, here they're not losing money on this margin at all. Like at grocery stores, when they do promotions on milk, they lose money on the on milk, but it gets they throw the milk in the back of the grocery store so you have to walk through every single line before every single aisle before you get to the milk and you're going to end up buying something else because you're already at the grocery store so with promotions and stuff they they look at they're losing money in their margins they're losing money sometimes they're losing in their margins all that kind of stuff i don't know what i'm trying to say here so there's many reasons that they would change it to four dollars but still four dollars a can is still pretty cheap at the baseball park uh we went to fan services so we could get answers give me answers why why did the beer stop being two dollars give me answers and two people were working were incredibly rude because they're probably dumbfounded at you there's so many reasons you wanted to get answers you're acting like your son was kidnapped or something i want answers my son's kidnapped Oh my gosh, uh, I've received better customer service when I emailed the Indians via their website, so I feel a little better. Though there was no one a- answered my questions about why the promotion randomly ended or that happened. There was still $4 of cans of beer at places, so you could always get some kind of cheap, decent. Oh my gosh. Alright, I continue. I know it's not the Indians' fault that it rained, but their ballpark is gets pretty shitty when it does and everyone is drinking and the game isn't starting. So why a two-star rating? <laughs> My husband and I never saw an actual game here. Instead, we spent two and a half hours sitting around drinking beer slowly and avoiding food because it didn't seem worth it to eat and get and drink here just for them to call the game off. That was one whole sentence. No periods or anything in there. It was one whole sentence. Um, it doesn't really sound like a bad time to me. Uh, we saw a lot of the stadium, but it was too crowded to enjoy a game or go shop, so we just had to leave. I don't know why she keeps saying had to leave. At the very beginning, she writes that she had to leave too. You, you don't. No one's forcing you to leave. No one's telling you. I'm sure you would have wrote it in your review if someone forced you to leave. You wanted to leave. You should change that to want to leave. I wanted to leave because I was bored on my mind and it was expensive and it was hot and it was humid and it was. Uh, what did you say earlier? It was a giant sweat factory of horror there. So I wanted to leave. Yeah, you wanted to leave, not had to leave. Oh my goodness. Jenna, you know what you need? You know what this sounds like? You need like like a group of housewives or whatever. You need to go and drink wine with a group of friends and tell them the story because the way you write it on Yelp is the way that you you would tell like a girlfriend or, or, or a friend of yours. It's not really a review. There's a few snippets in here that where it's a review. You're saying it rained, so the concourse was packed, and it it was humid and whatever. And then there's two dollar beer cans, but you're the line was huge, so you didn't get the promotion. The service you thought wasn't good. That's kind of like the little snippets that you got there. Maybe you should have told someone verbally about this stuff. All right, Steve A from New Jersey. A great deal on ice cream helmet. The hard ice cream is of course the choice to make. They pack that hat for you. Definitely worth $5. Okay, I don't want hard ice cream. I like creamy ice cream. I don't even know what the hell hard ice cream is. Maybe I'm ignorant. I'm sure I'm ignorant. Send some mail my way. (laughs) Off underscore pod on Twitter. Alex K from California. My brother took me to this place. This place? 
progressive field. <laughs> and it was the first time it'd been a live baseball game. So it was really fun and I enjoyed the ballpark. This has a lot of run-on sentences too, just like Jenna. Jenna and Alex should have just talked about their experience there and then wrote actual reviews after that. Uh, we went to the game between the Indians and the Chicago Cubs. The Cubs beat the Indians 17 to nothing. And then we lost our umbrella after the game, which was really sad. So whoever took our umbrella, return it to us, please, or I have security hunt you down, lock you up in prison for life. Uh, once again, that was all one sentence, and I don't really know, I don't really think that that's how it works. I don't think security at Progressive Field have access to a prison or anything like that. And it kind of sounds like you just lost your umbrella, Alex. Sorry, dude. All right, so those are Yelp reviews. My little thesis about Progressive Stadium is that it's just blah. It sounds like it's just boring. If you, so which is fine. I kind of like that in a stadium. If that was my stadium, I'd be completely fine with it. Not my stadium, but if that was a stadium for, you know, like the Brewers or or the Diamondbacks or or even the Padres, because I kind of like the Padres because my friends over at Game Day Sports Blog, podcast, whatever they are. Um, but yeah, I I kind of wouldn't mind a blah stadium if I'm going to see the team I want to see. I, I don't really see what the huge deal is to have a blah stadium. I, I would rather have a new blah stadium than an old old stadium. Remember when I went through the reviews from uh, Fenway? Yeah, I'd much rather have Progressive Field than Fenway. 100%. Absolutely. Don't care about the history there. I want I want the seat to have like modern sizes, not just cramming me in. Like I'm a 5'4", 100 what did he say? It was like 4.9 100-pound woman. <laughs> Something like that. Whatever. All right. So here we go. That's a callback from a previous episode. I'm not just making that up. All right. Uh, so next is uh, there's MMA news. There's UFC 214 coming up this weekend. I'm looking to to actually dive a little deeper into this next episode, but I just want to go over some of these some of these fights. The ma- Not the main event. Let's, let's go over er- earlier. Uh, light heavyweight Jimmy Manuel against Volkan. Both these guys are power punchers, and it's crazy. Jimmy Manuel, when he throws a punch, it looks like he takes people's heads off of their spine. It's crazy. Welterweight is Robbie Lawler against Donald Cerrone. That's going to be an awesome fight. Donald Cerrone is at the weight class, 170, where I kind of think that he should be. But he can get really skinny and be good at 155, too. And Robbie Lawler is just a... Robbie Lawler is going to have the strength advantage in this. Cerrone is going to have the kick advantage. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens. Welterweight is Tyrone Woodley against Damian Maya. Woodley has like a 93% takedown defense, and Maya has like a 33% takedown. Uh, and the way Maya wins is by taking people down and using jujitsu. The thing though is, Maya also probably has thrown a lot more takedown attempts than anyone else. So that 33% doesn't really bother me when, when looking at Maya on that one and then light heavyweight championship which is the main event Daniel Cormier against John Jones we're gonna actually see who the real champion is again uh John Jones beat Cormier last time it went decision we'll see what happens I the more I watch the more I'm thinking Cormier has a pretty good punt pretty good chance here um so it's kind of interesting in just those fights five power punchers are in there like five guys that knock people out regularly. I'll give more analysis though. And then the challenges tonight, I'm gonna to give a recap on that too. So I'm gonna I'm gonna release two episodes kind of back to back here. Uh, hope you guys don't mind. Uh, just enjoy doing it. I just want to get this out there. Um, and any Cubs fans that are angry, just uh, unsubscribe and don't listen and uh, don't follow me on Twitter. All right. I just uh, can't stand the Cubs. So. Alright, once again, please follow me on Twitter at off underscore pod unless you're a Cubs fan. Uh, 
follow me on Apple Podcasts. It's Apple Podcasts. It's Off Season Day Podcast. It's the Off Season Day Podcast. Follow my friends, Game Day Sports Blog, Game Day Sports Podcast. They had me on three times. It was their best three episodes ever. And the invitation just ran out. I don't know completely what happened, but it just ran out there. So once again, Off Season Day Podcast. And uh, follow me on Twitter, off underscore pod. Enjoy and uh, wait on, and I'll have another episode out probably tomorrow. So, all right, thank you for listening, guys, and uh. It don't matter.